welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is david topin from real estate lab welcome david hey thank you for having me Sure. A little bit about David. David, a top millennial real estate investor, speaker, and entrepreneur. David is the founder of Real Estate Lab and industry partner of Obsidian Capital. David started investing at, at the age of 19 in Michigan, where he bought his first property in college, a 12-unit apartment complex. Prior to graduating with a finance degree at the University of Detroit, Mercy, David had acquired $7 million in multifamily real estate holdings. By the age of 24 years old, David has acted as a key principal with over $50 million in real estate holdings and has raised north of $10 million in capital. Utilizing David's best-selling multifamily deal analyzer, he has ventured into the tech industry through the founder of his new software company, Real Estate Lab. David has a background working in corporate auditing and investment banking and has been a serial entrepreneur since the age of 13. David is a member of a high-level real estate group, the Multifamily Boardroom, composed of over 30 high-level multifamily owners and operators. So with that, David, would you like to add anything to your background? Yeah, I'm a multifamily investor. It's pretty much all I do. I'm I'm 25 now. I've been doing it for about six years, and I eat, sleep, and breathe apartments. That's that's all I do day in and day out. <laughs> so I love it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, would you share your thought process of getting into real estate and multifamily at the age of 19, and what is the reason behind you know your mindset and thought process? Yeah, so I always wanted to create. I just wanted to be wealthy. I just wanted to have freedom, financial freedom, be able to kind of do whatever I wanted, give to whoever I wanted. And, you know, I'm not rocket scientist. You know, I didn't want to become a doctor. I originally went to college to be a dentist. I decided against that. I decided to go into business after that. Uh, and and really I settled on real estate after meeting some people who I saw that were very successful in it and um it seemed like a good path that really anyone can take and be successful in. And so So started listening to some podcasts about six years ago before podcasts were really a big deal. I listened to Bigger Pockets. You know, it was probably their first 40 or 50 episodes at the time. And, um, you know, it inspired me and I learned about apartments. And I, so I kind of set off on a path where I was just hungry to invest in and buy apartments from the start. So that's kind of how I got in. Cool. And thank you. So you acquired 12 units multifamily uh, at the age of 19. So would you share that experience and did you face any challenges? If yes, how did you overcome those challenges? Yeah, I mean, it was not, I wouldn't say it was extremely difficult, but it definitely wasn't easy being young and trying to buy apartments. I mean, the first thing is I had to get myself a base of knowledge and educate myself. So started talking to a lot of brokers, started talking to banks and lenders and figuring out how the industry works, how the business works. I really wrapped my head around the numbers side of things. which I think is really important. You know, I'd run a lot of numbers through Excel and try to figure out, hey, how do I buy this property? What what prices it makes sense? And so I'd built some financial models around that and spent a lot of time really understanding the numbers, which I think is a really key foundational piece for anyone trying to invest is you need to understand the numbers of this business. And so, you know, once I got a handle on that, I just started looking at a lot of deals, practicing, making offers, and I got an offer accepted on a 12 unit apartment complex. And this was kind of just getting started. I was a, as what? 
end of 2016. And so made an offer, got the offer accepted. And then it was kind of off to the races. Let's figure out how to finance and, and fund this deal. Cause I didn't have any money of my own at the time. Got it. So how did you overcome that challenge? How did you raise the capital for that deal? So I wrote down a list of all the people I knew that had money, which was not huge at first. And um, I just started reaching out to people. I would go to meetups, you know, any type of setting where there were uh, wealthier people, I would try and, you know, get meetings with people, business owners, small business owners, other entrepreneurs, and really just talk to anyone I could, doctors, dentists, attorneys, all those kind of people. I, I would just try and talk to them and, and tell them about what I was doing. And it, it was really just a lot of grinding and a lot of networking with people to find a couple, I think it was five people on my first deal, five or six people that were willing to invest with me. So just kind of grinding and, and cold calling and meeting people networking awesome how did you convince the investors at that stage you know yeah i think the biggest thing was just using facts and logic you know i clearly didn't have a lot of experience at the time but going in and talking to them and telling them hey you know i'm gonna buy this property for you know at an eight cap at the time which wasn't crazy back then nowadays an eight cap's crazy but back then an eight cap was fairly normal and i told them hey i'm gonna buy this at an eight, eight cap and i'm gonna increase the rents by 100 to 150 dollars here's the comps that i'm gonna show you and this proves that i can get the rents up we're gonna put x amount of dollars into the property and when I'm done with it, it's going to be worth, you know, $150,000, $200,000 more, you know, at the same cap rate because I'm, I'm adding value. And so I just kind of used logic and put a business plan together. And a lot of people said no. And I, I don't know if it was because they didn't want to invest as much as maybe I wasn't talking to people that were as qualified as I thought they were. Or, you know, some people I'm sure were like, hey, this kid's young and, you know, doesn't really know what he's doing. And so I, I went through a lot of that and, and finally settled on a couple of people that invested with me and trusted me and to this day I actually still invest in a lot of my deals and I've made them quite a bit of money so it just it took a lot of no's to get to a few yeses got it and are you still holding that property or are you already sold it no I sold that several years back yeah tended to sell a lot of my properties in this upward mar you know growing market as cap rates have compressed so much okay cool and so what is your investment philosophy now yeah, I'm very opportunistic. So I, I don't box myself into, hey, it's got to be X amount of units. I do focus on specific markets. My markets are mainly Texas, Metro Detroit, Michigan, where I'm from. I live in Austin now, so I focus a lot on Austin. And then Indianapolis, I know very well, Indianapolis as well. And so I tend to focus on those markets and I'm just really opportunistic, whether it's a 20 unit, 70 unit, a 250 unit deal, A, B or C class. If I am buying it at wholesale pricing, meaning I'm getting it for a good deal relative to where the market pricing is at, that's when I'll buy. Really doesn't have, I don't have too much more criteria than that. I just look for, hey, I'm buying this for 7 million and it's probably worth 8 million today. If I put a million into it, it's going to be worth 10 or 11, you know, or more. Uh, what can I buy that's at a discount to the market? And can I add some value to that, improve it and create a spread of profits for myself or if I'm buying it with investors for myself and the investors? Got it. And how do you source your deals? Pretty much all off market nowadays. I used to work a ton with brokers. I still will. Uh, honestly, it's been months since I've looked at a deal from a broker, though, probably six or seven months. I buy almost all my deals from direct mailers, cold calling, or uh, relationships that bring me deals either online, social media, uh, people I meet. Um, I run a big real estate community, so I get a lot of leads through there. It's all direct to owner stuff, though. I don't really do any on market, nothing with the calls for offers. I don't bid on any deals, all off market stuff. 
Cool. And what is your reason behind now uh, jumping into software industry side? How is that going? You know, the software. Yeah, software side. Yeah. So I built, as I was kind of mentioning, I built financial models to underwrite apartment deals, and I ended up putting it online after some people wanted to buy it, and then I had tons of people buying them from me, just tons of people. And so I decided that hey, there's a better way for people to underwrite deals, and it involves some form of software, and that could allow us to track the deals we're looking at, underwrite them quicker, more accurate data, reading the financial statements, and helping input that into the spreadsheets, all that kind of stuff. And so I decided two years ago to embark on this journey and start a software company. And we actually just launched our beta, and within the next few months, by the end of 2021, it will be fully at production. Mine at realestatelab.com, and it's for multifamily investors who want to underwrite deals and are acquiring properties and want to track their portfolio and their pipeline, all that kind of stuff. It's it's kind of a all-encompassing acquisitions platform. So how exactly that works? Suppose if I get a deal or if I get a financial data from the broker, so what are the next steps? You know. Yeah, so you sign into your account and you can just add a property to your database and you input details like the address, number of units, all that. You can open the analyzer right through the web browser. It'll open a template, the analyzer, the financial model that I've created. You can underwrite the deal there. If you have the financials from the broker, you can upload them in Excel format, either rent roll or T12. It will read the rent roll. It will pull the unit mix and the current rents out. It will input them into the analysis for you, into the analyzer spreadsheet. If you you have a T12, it will read the T12, help you reformat it, and it will input all the T12 operating expense data into the spreadsheet for you as well. So it saves a lot of time from having to go back through and re-input and change and go through Excel. It'll it'll read it for you and help you input it into there. And then you can finish, make some assumptions in the underwriting model. You can make your assumptions and kind of settle on a price that makes sense and a, a plan that makes sense. And then you can actually create LOIs and send letter of intents and offers directly through the website as well. And then eventually our goal is people can get their deals financed and funded and all that straight through the platform. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And if you look back now on how are you feeling about your journey and what did you learn? Yeah, I feel great. I'm glad my 19-year-old self uh, worked his ass off and <laughs> decided to really push for, you know, wanting to make a difference and get myself into a different situation than where I was at. And so I'm really grateful for that and grateful for a lot of people I've been able to meet and be around and inspire and influence and, and the people I've been inspired by. You know, I've learned a lot. I've learned how to pick, you know, the right partners and the wrong partners, how to find people that their values align with yours and how to uh, work with others, create good relationships and business, you know, doing the right thing is always the right thing. Being a, having a good character and integrity is, is how I've always operated. And it's paid a lot of dividends uh, over time. Treating your investors money like your own, you know, I think is really important. Never lost an investor's money. I've, I've, in fact, I've always exceeded expectations to investors. Never once have I come in under where I've underwritten a deal to? And I think that's thanks to just being conservative and finding really uh, killer projects to work on. And so, you know, it's, I'm extremely diligent in what I do. And I think you have to be in this business. You have to be really attentive and, and do your research and put in a lot of time and hard work. And it will certainly pay off if you do. Yeah, so true. So true. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And would you share any of your best multifamily real estate experience so far? 
Oh, yeah. My best deal, you know, out of all the deals I bought, bought anything from a 230 unit down to, you know, an eight unit. And my best deal is a 20 unit property. I still hold it. I bought it for 1.26 million. A year and a half late. I bought it a year and a half ago. It is now worth $4 million. I had 630K of investors on the deal. By the end of this year, I'm refinancing them completely out of the deal. I'll own it on my own. I have quite a bit of equity in that. And so that was kind of a, I bought it from a mom and pop seller and um, just got a really solid deal deal on it during COVID and, you know, have managed it. I've brought the rents on average from 800 bucks to 1600 a unit. So I've doubled the rents effectively over a year. I've put about 25,000 a unit into that project. And so, you know, I'll be all in at 2.2 million. I've put no money into the deal and I'll, I'll be hundred percent owner by the end of the year. And it's worth about double what the debt is. So that's probably my best deal ever. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Which market is that? That's in a city called Royal Oak, Michigan. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It's almost 3.54x. Yep. That was a good, good project. Yes. And so would you also share any of your worst or challenging experience on any of multifamily deal? Yeah. Had any project, like lose money or I haven't had technically like a bad experience. I have been under contract on deals and fell out. I mean, maybe I could share that. I, I went under contract on a deal and I lost some earnest money because I didn't feel comfortable doing the deal at the end of the day. I think I lost like twenty five or $30,000 in earnest money. And it was just a really hairy deal. It was it was a ton of work. It, it basically needed to be brought down to the studs and then completely rebuilt. And I underestimated the cost significantly on how much it would take to renovate. And so, you know, I didn't feel comfortable buying it. I tried to retrade. We we they got they came down a little bit on price, but not enough. And at the end of the day, I walked away from the deal, which could have ended up being a really solid deal. But I was more interested in in folks on deals that I felt were really guaranteed winners. And and this one to me as much as it could have been a great opportunity was still somewhat of a toss up. So I walked on the deal, lost about $25,000, maybe a little bit more than that. And, you know, but to me, that was worth it. I didn't want to go in there and, and put my investors in a position to, you know, potentially lose money on a deal when there could be good upside. I, I really like doing winners that I feel a hundred percent confident in. So that was a situation where I lost some money, but worked out for the best. Got it. Yep. And what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? Yeah. So I split my time half and half between my software company, Real Estate Lab and um, Tupin Holdings, which is my real estate arm. I'm really excited for a couple of things this year. I'm, I'm selling a 28 unit I own. I'm 1031-ing all the proceeds into a 52 unit building. So kind of stepping that one up. That's a joint venture between myself and a friend. I'm excited to launch our software to market publicly by the end of this year. I mean, I think it's really going to change the multifamily industry and give people a way to underwrite deals in a much more easier fashion fashion and track all the deals they're looking at and enable people who aren't very analytical to be able to get in and start buying apartments where otherwise they'd be a little intimidated to or and then help experienced people just do more of it and in a better way. So really excited for that. Cool, cool. And any one advice that impacted you, David? You can never go broke taking a profit. <laughs> you know, if you've got something and it's I'm not saying sell everything, but like, hey, if you've got the opportunity to make a profit, and hey, maybe there's a better chance you can make more in the future. You know, don't be greedy. It's never a bad day to take a profit. You'll never go broke taking a profit. So, you know, focus on that. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, your investors will be happy and, and things will go well for you and, and you'll always be in a safe position. So got it. Yeah. And any of your personal habits that are helping you to be successful? I work my ass off. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> all the time. I'm always working. And if you can outwork everybody else, you will see yourself surpass quite a few people. And, you know, it'll, it, it, you'll, you'll grow a lot faster than you ever thought you could. So work your butt off. Cool. So any one book that impacted your life and what way? Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it got me addicted to real estate. Cool. Awesome. So how are you giving back to community? Yeah, I like to donate to various organizations. One of is my friend's kind of philanthropy organization. It's called um, Disabled Outdoorsmen based out of San Antonio. And they help people that have disabilities get out and really enjoy themselves in a way that other people can't. They, they take them hunting and do a lot of cool outdoors activities with them. So I give back to that and a few other organizations that I'm passionate about. Um, and then I spend a lot of time that maybe doesn't make me money. You know, I'm a big fan of getting paid what you're worth and definitely charge for your time. But at the same time, I, I spend a lot of time that doesn't make any money that's really focused on just helping other people especially young people get into this industry and, and inspire them to know that you don't need to have money to start and I didn't have any money when I started and you don't you don't need to come from a wealthy family or this or that to get into this business right you know and anyone can really do it if you set your mind to it and you do it right I like to inspire other people especially younger people that this is possible and you know anyone can do this so I enjoy doing that Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And how can listeners can connect with you, David? Yeah. The best way everybody's got Instagram nowadays would probably be Instagram at Real Estate Jedi, or you can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook, David Tupin. I have a YouTube channel as well. So search David Tupin. There's a number of ways to connect with me. Sure. And thank you, David. I really enjoyed the conversation and thanks for adding value to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you as well. Thank you. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate and review and if you want to connect with me please send me a message info at ushacapital.com thank you for listening creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast i hope you learned something from the show see you in the next episode thank you any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only as always Please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.